Broadcasting live from the lion's den. A series of conversations around a 21st century approach to management and talent. Today's broadcast is made possible by Golden Source Consultants. Passionate about changing the way management consulting firms do business for the better. And now, straight from the lion's den, here are today's hosts, Jordan Lofton and Todd Schnick. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Lion's Den. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined as always by my friend and colleague, Jordan Lofton. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Outstanding. Important conversation today about keeping millennial employees challenged. So we'll dive into that in a second. Before we go there, quick shout out to Golden Source Consultants for making today possible. Well, thank you. We're, we're excited to be able to do this. And I'll say it again, one of our core values is sharing. And so we certainly feel like we have developed some wonderful things at GSC. And to be able to share this with a larger audience is something that we're very proud of. Yeah. And again, we're grateful to your support and partnership with this. It's going to be a very fun and invaluable service. Uh, and got some cool content recorded and some episodes coming up soon. Uh, where you and I talked to some associates of yours, talked to some veterans. So it's going to be some really interesting content uh, coming down. So looking forward to the extension of this series. So I led off by talking about today's subject, which was keeping millennials challenged. So before we dive into that, Jordan, what do you actually mean by that? I think in one of the earlier episodes, we touched on what are some of the reasons why millennials disengage from their tasks or from their employer. And one of the the items on that list, if you remember, was that they didn't feel that the task was challenging enough. And what I mean by that is that there are a lot of things that we do in business that are a little bit monotonous or are seemingly small, but they sometimes have big meaning. And so what the millennials are looking for, they've been challenged in schoolwork their entire life, and they've had the bar set high for them to go and to perform in athletics or to perform in even in arts or in in drama where they've been put into competitions. And that's very much a, a fabric of the culture that we've grown up in. And now we're being told, you're just one of many people who is here to perform a much larger larger goal. And so we have to make sure that they're challenged and that they stay engaged with us and feel that they're being pushed beyond their comfort zone to continue to grow. Well, we've had conversations with millennials who've said they relish problem solving. So, I mean, I think this is, I mean, going into this conversation, it's important to understand that that millennial employees are looking for a challenge. I mean, we can discuss all day long about different generations and how some just are clocking in nine to five and moving on with their lives. I think millennials go into work and they're seeking meaning, and but they're seeking difficulty. They're seeking something that's that's hard to do, right? Well, and some of the very reasons why they're clocking in nine to five is that they don't feel challenged. Yeah. And they're willing to just say, if that's all you want from me is the bare minimum, I will do it. And the bare minimum is the nine to five. However, if you challenge me, watch how far I will take that. And that really is a very millennial perspective. And other generations may be misinterpreting that nine to five clocking in and out because what it really shows is that person is disengaged and they're not challenged enough to go above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to understand as we dive into the series how some of these quote millennial myths have started and recognizing now what's causing all that to happen. Fascinating. All right, Mm -hmm. so what do you actually say to the millennial who's indicates they're not being challenged? 
I think it's important to first kind of step back and say that every organization has some degree of entry-level work and we are using entry-level people to do that work. And who are the entry-level people right now in our workforce? They are the millennials. They're coming into the job force for the first time. And so we as employers are saying, this is not just an opportunity for us to use a lower cost resource to do some of this entry-level work. It's also a good area for our new employees to learn our business. And so we have to begin to explain to the the Gen Yers, the millennials, that part of it. So you are coming in at an entry level, not just because we don't value your skill sets that you're bringing to the table. It's because we want you to start at the beginning so you can see the foundation of how our business runs. And these are some very important things that if we don't do them well, our business won't be successful. And so part of it is just that conversation with those millennials to explain the why. Well, it goes back to that importance of the communication and, and understanding. It's like we talked, we talked about in the episode about engagement, that them being bored. Well, it comes down to understanding the bigger picture, right? And that goes to this idea of, of understanding the mission and purpose and the why of an organization. Because if you don't understand that or it has not been communicated to you, well, then, then these tasks can be boring. They can be unchallenging. Exactly. And what we want to make sure is is that maybe it's now it's boring. Once it was a challenge and maybe another generation came in and solved that challenge. So we don't need to create new challenges where, where the challenge has been eliminated for good reason. So we have to do a good job of communicating to our employees. Yes, that is now a boring job. But once it was a very hard job and the task that now takes you five minutes to do on a computer, there was once a human being who had to spend 24 hours, a whole week doing nothing but processing this paperwork. And so now you have the very easy task of processing this in five minutes. Well, Jordan, I'm struck by your comment earlier. You said that they're used to having the bar set high for them. In that context of them coming from higher education, where their professors were pushing them and all that, and they were doing other kinds of things in in drama and arts and all that. Are we not setting the bar high enough for our millennials when they come into a new work environment? Are we falling short there, pun intended? So I think one of the things that we have to remember is that they're coming with that that high bar set and we aren't necessarily sure where to set the bar at all. Mm. And so we aren't necessarily trying to set it low. We may think that we're setting it high, but through some of the disengagement, we may realize that we have set it too low and that we have an opportunity to actually raise that bar and to push some of our top performing millennials to do more than we thought they were possible of. And it's not necessarily that we're intentionally doing anything wrong. It's that they are coming to us and informing us that we can do more. The other thing that we have to remember is that just because they have more education doesn't necessarily equate with them being more deserving of the responsibility. So for the millennials who are listening to this, I think we need to keep two things in perspective. When your employer is looking at whether or not they are going to give you more responsibility, They're looking at two things. They're looking at your demonstrated past performance and they're looking at whether or not they can trust you to do more with what they give you. And so if you don't have those two things in your back pocket and you go and you ask for more responsibility, it's very unlikely that your employer is going to consider increasing the responsibility and raising that bar for you, even if you're ready for it. So to recap, I mean, chances are if you're millennial employees or frankly any employee in your organization of any generation, if they're bored or expressing that the work's too easy, then you have set that bar too low. So that that's code for that, right? 
And then, I mean, but so how do you, how do you understand how far they can go? I mean, how much of this is, is trying to figure out the understanding of what their future goals are and what their expectations are? I mean, how does that play into help, helping you, I suppose, to use our, our lingo here, set the right, the bar at the right level? That's a good question. And I think the beginning of that really becomes if we're a little bit flexible in what we expect in the beginning and we can say, okay, we're going to try this and we're going to see how everyone performs and let everyone know that we're going to recalibrate every so often and that we're going to adjust the goals for the team with the goals of the organization and based off of the performance of the team. And so that way, that bar is never static. They know that just because the bar is low this quarter or this year, the business is going to be looking at this and we want to challenge our employees. We want to challenge the business to perform better. We are, we are a team. We want to go out there and to do more for our customers. And if we can frame it in that way and then remain flexible, then we are going to keep pushing talent to the top. All right. Jordan and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Golden Source Consultants is a different kind of management consulting firm. Like their logo, The Lion, the firm represents the courage and ability to overcome difficulties. Once and for all, GSC is dedicated to helping clients solve critical challenges, tackling organizational change and business transformation with turnkey solutions and agile project cycles. The lasting value of their work is seen and felt in their clients' ability to sustain improvement and meet business objectives long after the project is complete. Join Golden Source in their fresh approach to problem solving by contacting them at 404-692-5540 or learn more about them online at goldensourceconsultants.com. All right, Todd Schnick back with Jordan Lofton. All right, so Jordan, we were talking about the importance of setting the bar and far too often we set it too low, which then results in board or unchallenged employees. And so there's a constant effort. We talked about how management, how the employer can figure out how to better set the bar at the right height. But sometimes we just identify that someone's just not succeeding. So how do you begin to address that? How do you get a handle on that? I think we have to look at this as employers and give ourselves a little bit of flexibility that we are probably not going to get it right the first time with where this young person is going to be successful. And that's because there's not enough data points for us to go off of initially when we're interviewing this young person. They are a new college graduate, even if they've had some internships or some summer jobs, those are very limited. So we're asking them in the interview process about where they think they would be a good fit within our organization. And we're trusting that they've applied to the right job, but we're not necessarily sure and neither is that young person. So for us, the way that we address that is through our rotation program for the associates. And so this allows both of us to try on some different roles for them and to see where they're going to be successful because we really get to see the skills in action. But it also validates for the employee, what is it that they're really good at? And if they're good at something, that helps them understand why they might be a better fit for one role versus another versus someone just telling them, no, this is where what you're going to do and why you're going to do it. Isn't this another argument for the importance of training is that you can discern some of these things through that process? I mean, we talk a lot about your associate program. In fact, next episode, we're going to talk to a couple of graduates of your associate program. But isn't that process part of the way you figure out where someone's going to fit well? Training is the first place where you're really going to see it because you're going to see someone's eyes light up about topics that they haven't yet considered. However, you also want to see it in a hands-on setting. 
And everyone's eyes light up when they learn something new that excites them. But when we see them in a hands-on way, is that something that's going to keep them excited? And that's really what you want to vet out as an employer is they got excited in the classroom. Now let's let's quickly put those skills to use and see if that excitement continues. Well, it's important for the, the employer to assess uh, millennial employees through that process. But training in programs like your associate program is a great place for the millennial employee, him or herself, to understand, I really like this and I see a big future here, right? I mean, for our associates, what they love about the training program is that they are getting skill sets that they can immediately apply. And so when they've come to me after training, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we just had this training because I've been wondering about how to handle the situation on my project. And now I know how to handle it. So you're equipping them with something that's relevant and they can immediately see that you're investing in them to make them successful. And so it's, it's all these little things. It's never just one thing that we accomplish with training. There's all these little things that we do when we engage our employees in that way. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I worry that a lot of employers don't recognize with training is that it is a lot of little things. And that's where it, that all builds up to something very, very impactful. There's not just one thing that happens with training. Okay, it worked or it didn't work. I mean, it's a lot of little things. That's I worry that that a lot of management doesn't necessarily see that. But what, Jordan? So what happens though? Sometimes a millennial is going to come on a job and just doesn't like it and leaves. How do you deal with that? And I know that that is a frustrating situation for a lot of employers. However, I will tell you one of the things that I learned in business school when I was very early in my education was from an entrepreneurship professor, and what he said was, "Fail fast and fail early." So the good news is that if if that person leaves you and they leave you quickly, if there's not a fit there, you almost want that to happen. You want them to self-identify and you really want them to self-identify that they're not a fit for you in the interview process. So as you're going through, you may feel like this is one of the best candidates I've ever had come to me and I really want this person. However, if they don't take your offer, rather than being upset and figuring out what we could have done differently... Maybe that person identified there was not a fit there. Now, you can try and change some things so that it does become a better fit for candidates like that. But ultimately, that's a good thing for you because you didn't invest your time, you didn't invest your training money, and you didn't invest a lot of your client's exposure to that. So that's a good thing. And the same thing happens when someone leaves you early in their career. It wasn't a fit. And it's hard to shake that off, but that's the right thing for both of you. Where do you draw the line? Because we've talked a lot through this whole series of conversations around millennials about the importance of recruiting right and hiring well and having an effective and impactful training program, an ongoing training program, steps to take to to engage your millennials far, far more effectively. And now we're talking about challenging, helping them and challenging them. Fail fast and fail early. I subscribe to that philosophy. The key, though, is to learn from that. And I worry that most people aren't, aren't learning from those early and fast failures. But where do you draw the line? How do you provide some counsel to an organization that says, all right, how do I determine this employee didn't work because he or she wasn't the right person for the organization or am I falling short on all my programs? I just, I worry that most people say, ah, it's the employee's fault, not our fault. How do you determine, are you ever satisfied that you've done all the right things with recruiting and training and engagement to know that it just didn't fit with this person? I think as you're going through that interview process and or as you're you're losing people early on, the question when someone takes another offer should be, can you tell me, would you mind giving me some feedback about why you decided to take this other opportunity? 
And what was it that appealed to you about this other opportunity versus the opportunity that I presented to you? If it's something that is related to, I'll tell you one of the ones that that came up when I asked that feedback recently from someone I thought was just a wonderful candidate. The feedback was that they wanted a a brand that was more well-established on their resume. Well, GSC is still a young company. So the brand will come with time. So there's not a lot I can do to change that. So that person just wasn't the right fit for my company. So I can't change that. However, I've had some people come and say, well, I was a little bit confused with the interview process about what the opportunity was. And this other employer laid out a very clear program. So even though I feel the associate program is very well-structured, I didn't do a good job of communicating what that was to them. And so I needed to really think about that. And now we have some, some different things that we offer to them throughout the interview process so they know what they're applying for. Yeah, well, and thank you for sharing that because that's really helpful. I mean, to use your example of someone who wanted to be with a, quote, more established brand, there are plenty of candidates that would relish the chance to be with a younger startup and not want to be with some traditional well-known thing. So right. you got to find that. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking for the people who want to help build the brand, right. not be the brand. So, right, right. you know, Which speaks to how you, how you recruit mm-hmm. and, frankly, part of your training program, too. So what do you say to the employer who's just frustrated by this process? Because there's turnover. We've explained through several episodes some steps you can take to reduce that turnover and improve your retention. But do you just say, shake it off? Well, I think part of the things that we, when we originally talked, we talked about some of the business challenges that the millennial generation is bringing. And part of the innovation and the fast pace of change that millennials bring is that they are also looking at a change of pace in their roles and opportunities within an organization and their own career. So they're making job changes faster. So we can be frustrated by that or we can recognize that Maybe there, this is also an opportunity for the business. We are going to have to adapt to these individuals changing more frequently. And that will certainly be a business challenge we have to account for. However, it also means we more frequently get a new lifeblood into the organization that will allow us to address market needs more quickly and adapt to the market. So it's a good thing that we can keep changing it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what you said about flexibility and how important that is in this whole process. So... Exciting times, Jordan. Uh, This has been a fun series of conversations. I'm looking forward to our next couple of conversations with some graduates of your program, as well as some veterans who are integrating back into the workplace. So interesting conversations ahead. Jordan, before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have any questions about any of this? You'll find a lot of information on our website at www.goldensourceconsultants.com. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my co-host, Jordan Lofton, I am Todd Schnick. Thank you for hanging out with us in the lion's den. We'll see you next time. We're going to talk to those graduates of Jordan's Associates Program. going to be a very, very interesting conversation. Again, Todd and Jordan signing off. We'll see you next time.